Welcome to the road to growth, success of an entrepreneur. We've raised the bar. Learn firsthand from successful business owners and create your own path to success. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's time to hit the road to growth with team lead of the Enriquez Group, Realtor We are here with John Vong. Vong? Did I say it right? John Vong. That's right. Yeah, I see. Okay. I thought I said it right the first time and then I kind of missed up. But yeah, technology, you got to love it. So it was funny how this all kind of works out. Sent over kind of an intro email, never was sent. But in the end, technology wins out and we're going to just kind of go for this. I mean, you, you live in that sector. So you, you run, you're, the, you're in charge of uh, local SEO search, Inc. So you okay. live and die in the, in the, the technology sector. Yeah, search is uh, very pivotal and vital for a lot of uh, business owners, um, and it's their main source of leads, right? So we really need to be on top of our game. So SEO, I mean, I got I got a uh, search engine optimization. If you don't know that, you might not have adapted to our new way of thinking, our new way of living. But I just had to throw out there for maybe some some people that are new in the business. Yeah, like search is uh, definitely uh, a top uh, term for a lot of marketing companies these days because if you haven't um, built a website for search engines, you're missing out on a ton of opportunity. Um, so your, I mean, your history, you started with Yellow Pages in 2010, right? And then uh, adapted, started building your company out in 2013. I mean, Yellow Pages is... How is that now? I mean, I I remember actually around, I guess it was 10 years ago, but Yellow Pages, everywhere you look, that's where you actually had to do the advertising, marketing, everything like that. And now, I mean, not so much. Yeah. So even before I started at Yellow Pages, I worked at a company that was a startup called the Red Pages. And it was such a great concept. It was a physical directory of every single website, business owned, business run website that went out to every single business. Uh, in homes, right? Um, it was localized here in Toronto. And I thought it was like the next yellow pages, right? Physical directory. But then came along Google and kind of dominated that whole space. So, um, you know, it was a great concept, but very similar to yellow pages. It had such a great uh, retention and usage, right? Like everyone knew it for that purpose. When someone needed to buy something, either a service or product, they knew to resort to that phone directory, um, knowing it was the most comprehensive, the most accurate, most, um, you know, robust uh, database of every single business owner in the local market, right? And that's why people kept on referring to it, especially if you're not in like 30 plus, you might not know or even have seen the yellow pages. But for the people that have been on uh, living a little bit longer than uh, millennials, I would say, um, they've kind of understand like the importance of what it brought to businesses. Right. Um, but now we live in a world of Google. So, yeah, well, it, it, it's interesting with Google. You, you it's like uh, Kleenex, right? Kleenex is a brand, but you, you ask for basically Kleenex. And so it becomes actually kind of a, a bigger item than actually is just like that. Like, Hey, you should Google that, that item. You should Google that word, what that means, and it becomes bigger than it, it actually is. Uh, so walk me through, walk me through your history. I mean, so you were born and raised in Toronto? Yeah, so I lived um, an, an hour outside of Toronto, uh, born and raised, um, fourth child of um, immigrant family. Uh, so my parents left the Vietnam War, um, and we were resided and relocated 
as immigrants to in Canada. Um, and yeah, just growing up, didn't really know much, have much, um, really tight knit family community, um, and really just hustled, right? Like at nine years old, I basically had my first job um, as a newspaper boy, but it was really to support my family, right? Buy local groceries and help with whatever I can, right? Um, and then when I finished school, and over the years, I had many, many jobs to really fit in, right? To buy the clothes, to go out and have lunch with my friends, right? Like all these things that I look at back now, it's like, I hoped my my parents would be would have been able to support me a little bit more, but I understand what they had to go through and do, right? So, um, you know, then I went to college a little bit further away, but that was my first experience of living outside of, you know, Hamilton, which was where I, I grew up, right? I never really traveled, and it was my first time of even having a sleepover. I never slept over at a friend's house, right? So for me, it was like living alone, at a new university college and survival, right? Like now I got to pay rent. I got to pay for my school. I got to do my own grocery shopping, everything, right? So it was a great cultural experience and um, learning experience. And, you know, once you finish school, you meet a ton of people. You want to get involved in more of a, you know, a career, right? So I studied business and finance. And even during that time when I was in school, I did something that a lot of my friends never even thought of doing. I did an exchange program out to uh, England. And that really taught me and opened up so much of like my brain, right? Like the opportunities, the amount of people that live in this world, right? Like we don't live in a small little part of the world. We live in a, you know, it's, it's huge. So many people, millions of people, right? And um, it just allowed me to, broaden my horizons, right? Get to know so many different cultures, different people, allowed me to travel a little bit more and venture on uh, my my entire journey, right? So it allowed me to be more open as a person. Um, so, I mean, you, you kind of, you brushed over a tad bit. So your parents moved over here, immigrants from Vietnam, right? How long were they here uh, in, uh, or in Canada before you were born? One month. Okay. So, okay. So one month, I mean, so I know basically um, immigrants sometimes, or I mean, expats, however you want to call them, basically when they move to a new community, I mean, they still have a lot of their traditions or older traditions. And, and sometimes when the kids are raised up, I mean, they start seeing their, the traditions from the motherland as they call it. And then basically where you're actually currently living. How was that differentiating? You mean, as you grew up? Yeah. So of course my parents were very strict. Um, you know, they wanted the best for us, right? And I get it. We didn't have much. We didn't, they didn't even know the language. They didn't have a support system. They had no friends. It was like just coming to a new, you know, country and city and residing for the best purpose to take care of your next generation, right? Which is the kids. Um, so the upbringing was, for me, normal because that's all I knew as a young child. But now I look back and I'm like, well, I understood why they had to do it, right? Like, that's all we had, each other, 
right? And there was no one that we could rely on, have community support or anything like that. So um, the upbringing, yes, it was challenging, but there was also a fairly large community of immigrants uh, where we were living as well. So we connected in that standpoint where a lot of my friends today were also new immigrants um, in the community. And we that's how we molded and connected because you had to have something of common. Yeah. Um, and um, I, so I'm fortunate. So there was more of a bubble of, of immigrants that are coming over there. So you weren't seen on a daily basis. Why are they getting this kid getting so much freedom or these many toys? Most of the people around you had the kind of similar struggles. Yeah. So I saw that to some extent, but I didn't get to know them to stay over at their house because I was never allowed to. Right. So uh, for me, the people I hung out with were close to where I grew up, government housing, you know, people in the ve- very similar status, right, um, situation. And, yeah, it was a part of life growing up. I saw a lot of things I didn't want to see, but it's just part of it. And you gravitate towards what you feel would be the best fit for yourself, right? And I'm glad my parents really put down, uh, you know, education, making sure that we were on a good foundation in terms of like upbringing, skill set, really hardworking, you know, just making sure we're really strict. But it taught me like a lot growing up. What what were some of the things that you said you saw that you basically wish you didn't see? Well, I'm sure a lot of communities across the world, like violence, a lot of petty crime, a lot of gun violence, physical violence, you name it. We've seen it from robberies to a lot of like bad stuff. Um, And of course, you know them too. This is the thing. When you live it, you don't want to tell other people about it because it's, it's like backstabbing, right? It's just like anything. You don't know what the harm will be on you or your family, right? So you kind of turn a blind eye to a lot of this stuff. Um, and But that was a norm for what I saw, right? And I just had to live through it because in government housing, you know, a lot of these people might not be coming from the best upbringing, right? And you just got to deal with it. And hopefully you come out stronger and smarter and you evolve, right, as a person. So I, I think most people will come for, go away from the idea of fear, right? Instead of going towards pleasure, right? Going away from pain, all that kind of stuff. I mean, do you feel that by doing the paperboy stuff, working, doing all those activities, was that going away from basically pain of seeing that violence, seeing the being poor, or going towards the pleasure of being something better? Yeah, so when I was growing up, um, my parents and my siblings taught me to work hard, get a job, get, you know, solid foundation, take care of people and all that stuff. But then there was a group of friends and there were different groups of friends, of course, my sports friends, activity friends, and then the pool hall crowd, the gangsters, you know, you name it. And then there were people that are very studious as well. I was very open-minded and I got along with a lot of people, right? And I dabbled in the night crowd, you know, nightclub crowd, the bar scene, gangsters and then I played sports with other people so for me I saw it all right and I was never vindictive I just and a lot of people wanted me to stick with them only right and I said look I'm busy I gotta go I gotta you know my mom is telling me to go here right so I always had like something which they understood like family first right so um yeah fear for sure 
But for me, it was all about like, I know my parents always did good to take care of us. And they wanted me to be on the right track, right? And um, that's what we really focus as all of our kids, like all my siblings did. So, so now you're, you're in high school and you're going to basically are in college and you're going to be able to travel overseas. Was that, was your, did your parents help you financially there? Or was it from all the time that you were working, kind of putting money aside to actually uh, make it out to uh, England? Yeah, so my parents didn't, like, we were just scraping bys with uh, just our food and shelter, right? Um, so for me, it was all self, you know, trying to get loans and work. I was working so many jobs, so many hours throughout my college years. When I was traveling, I was working uh, just to pay for the next flight or a place to stay or food, right? Um, it was more, I had to, right? It was no, you know, why, like it's luxury. It was more like a need, right? Um, so I just had to figure it out, right? I had to just go and hustle and figure out what I, what was my next thing so that I could pay for the next thing, right? Um, but that's what really drove me. Like, imagine not having a lot of debt. That, like for me, that was like, wow, that's what I wanted to do when I finished school, right? Get rid of all my debt so that I could maybe buy a car or maybe live on my own, like all these things. So what do you what do you think? And I, I love it when people are able to travel because I, I feel like it, it really allows you to grow as a person. I mean, what are some of the things you really picked up from living um, over in uh, England? Oh, man. So me being living like, you know, very sheltered, I would say. Right. Uh, growing up. Um, a lot of these people living in this community housing and, you know, lower income, they don't get away much they don't they're not able to they don't see what's in the bigger picture right so what i found was when i came back after a year on exchange program with my same crowd a group of friends they were doing the exact same thing when i left right while i came back with so many cool experiences cool people that i met amazing food culture you name it right and that's one thing I really learned and picked up really quickly where I, I felt like I'm just touching a piece of what is available in the world, right? Like just one different country in a different region, right? Experiencing it. And I was trying to explain it to a lot of my friends and they just couldn't grasp the idea of leaving them for one year, right? It's like, don't you miss what we were doing, like playing ball and playing sports and going out to the bars. And I'm like, no, I came back with way more than what you were doing every single day, the same thing, right? So it's hard to explain until you actually see and do it yourself, right? Um, and that's why I learned early days. Like I was lucky to be have that opportunity to do that in my early 20s. So, so now you get back, what, what happens next? Yeah, so I finished my schooling, um, my last you know year of college, and then so right when I finished school, um, I had that travel bug again. I wanted to teach English in Japan, actually. So I, I applied, I I got accepted, and then my brother sits down with me. He's like, "Look, you got all this debt from school. You're like, you either pay it off." Or you're going to be in debt for a very long time. So he had to sit that down. I'm sure my parents had been involved with that too. Saying, look, you know, being responsible, you got to take care of your own responsibility. No one else is going to own it up, right? So I turned it down. I got my job at Red Pages. And that's where my sales and marketing career uh, started. Really, my, my business career. Okay. So so you're, you're at, uh, you're in sales. What are some of the things you're kind of learning 
I mean, how are you growing in, in that company? Yeah, so that I think traveling, going to school away from home allowed me to be more open and allow me to, I guess, self-teach myself on a lot of things, right? Like I was always the type that I was a doer. I was always ambitious, uh, proactive, someone that was like hardworking, gritty, someone like just wanted to learn and grasp as much as possible. So I've never had really real core, real solid sales um you know, training or background or self anything, right? So for me, I tried to absorb as much information as could. Read a lot. I listen to a lot of audiobooks. I I try to job shadow the best salespeople in the company. I learn from sales managers, whatever I could, right? Like just come in early, work the phones, start asking as many questions, making tons of mistakes, leaving late, like because I was single at the time and I knew I had to pay the debt. So I got to make as much as I can to pay it off as quick as possible. Right. Um, so I l- learned a ton just, you know, just doing it. Right. What, um, I mean, so how long in that you said for a couple of years, right. And then you decide you could do it on your own. Yeah. So I probably did 10 years of working for different companies. Um, you know, red pages and yellow pages. I did some online marketing uh, on an affiliate uh, performance marketing company. Um, but I, over those years, I kind of refined what I really liked doing in my career and what I didn't like doing. So I didn't like working in the office and having being dictated by other people. But not only that, like working for people that I didn't enjoy working for for the right reasons and core values and passion and all that stuff. So um, at Yellow Pages, I actually enjoyed that role the most, right? Because I I had the freedom. I had a book of business where I had to manage hundreds and thousands of business owners' accounts. I went out, saw them. I consulted with them. I explained our services. So I was restricted to what we can offer them, right? They had an ad budget campaign. but I enjoyed that communication, the relationship I was building with community leaders, local uh, service providers and product owners, right? Like business owners on a local scale. So I got to really know what it took and meant to be a business owner, a successful one, right? The one that actually survived many years, not just years, but maybe decades or generations, right? And that's what where, where it pushed me to start my own company because Last two years of working at Yellow Pages, I found that a lot of the customers were just frustrated. They were spending so much money and not getting the same return that you used to get 10, 15 years ago, right? Well, before you jump into that, I mean, what did you, so what did you find the common theme from all successful companies? They're just, uh, I, I found like the small, medium-sized retailers were just genuine, authentic, raw, right? Ones that actually connected with their customers. They really wanted to get to know them and they actually cared, right? To make things right, as opposed to trying to uh, please them. They always wanted to figure out what they wanted and get ahead of them, right? Before they even asked. So a lot of these things like core values in terms of what we I bring to this company is a lot of these thousands of business owners I was able to consult and pick their brain like every hour I met with these business owners I was asking them what did you do differently how did you survive for 20 plus years like you know how how did you become so profitable how did you grow your company from 
say 200,000 to 10 million or whatever it is, right? Like what took you? So I was able to grasp these little tidbits every day, every hour, every minute. Um, and that's what, you know, things like that is invaluable. Like you cannot put a price tag to that. It's priceless, right? So, okay, they're getting frustrated. And what happens next? Frustrated and um, spending a lot of money. They wanted an out. They wanted to find what where people were going, right? Because they knew that there's more people than ever looking for their product and service, right? And Yellow Pages used to be the be-all, end-all for a directory. If you weren't in there in, in a year, you were missing out on a huge amount of potential customers seeking you out on a daily basis, right? So where were these customers going to find services that they were offering today? So, um, you know, Google came out and that's where I gravitated towards, right? Um, because I understood that you either learn it and understand how to get on there or you're going to lose out on the opportunity of uh, capitalizing on, you know, business. So do you have any background in technology and websites, anything like that? <laughs> Nothing whatsoever. At that time, back in 2013, when I left Yellow Pages, zero, I had sales and marketing background and I had great relationships with business owners. So they gave me intel saying, I need someone, I need help and I want to spend money. These are all triggers that was like, boom, I need to figure out how to solve, figure out, um, you know, a product or solution for those people. So they don't mind working with me because I already built a good relationship with them. So they, you know, first couple of clients, I started making thousands of dollars. Then I had to figure out how to solve their problem. <laughs> so, you know, for me, I had to spend hours on end trying to understand what the hell SEO was, right, in the first place, and then build a team upon it that were really good at what they did to do it for me, right? Because I... I always love sales and marketing and dealing with business owners. So that's how I started my business. So you were selling a product that you didn't know about, basically. Yeah. Well, I knew the concept. I just didn't know how to get people to it. Right? So so you, you're getting these files and then you basically outsource basically the SEO stuff. So you're, how do you find the right people to outsource it to? Yeah, I made a ton of mistakes. So again... Me being raw as a business owner, I, I trusted people online. Again, at that time, I was using Upwork Freelancer. These are online job boards um, from different countries. So it was a fraction of the cost, but you don't know them. You've never met them. You saw a CV. You may check out their profile or whatnot and check out some examples. That's all you know, right? So I'm going blindly, relying on them to actually produce, right? I made so many mistakes. Um, but you learn, right? So I hired, fired, hired, fired, and mixing, finally finding a core group of people, trusting them with good backing, and yeah, eventually growing from there. So what were some of the biggest mistakes? Was it mostly in the hiring process? Hiring, not even knowing what I know today. So I didn't even know what it took to rank a website, right? Like getting an education the hard way. But the good thing is a lot of my clients at that time, they knew I was raw. They knew that I didn't know much about SEO. Like I was authentic. I was honest with them all, right? I was like, trust me, you know, I'm going to do my best to, you know, serve you, right? And hopefully help you generate more business. So I got, you know, a couple contracts, got some money in it. And then that's where I used the money to hire people. Like I didn't make money in the first couple of years, right? I just wanted to figure out how to get them business, right? 
So, so you're doing the hiring process. What did you learn over time to look at when you're hiring people, especially outsourcing? Yeah. So again, I, um, I didn't know what it took, right. To get a proper SEO campaign. So an SEO strategist, consultant, manager, what was their real duties and what did it really mean? What did they actually do? I had no idea because I had no tech background, right? So for me, I had to rely on some of these skilled people that were managers to kind of guide me on what all the aspects were needed, what were their skill sets, like a dev, a, a graphic designer, a link builder, a content writer, all these things. I had no idea until I started getting in it. Um, and it took me years to figure out exactly what these roles really were all about and what their daily activities were, right? So, so you basically had started building out a refined, basically, profile of the person that you needed in each position. Exactly. Okay. And then, so you're getting you're getting um, production off, you're getting the right people in there. Kind of what, what happens next? Yeah, so growing, scaling, um, making tons of mistakes, and growing from there. So my number one thing was take care of my staff. Um, you know, they are the backbone of any business. So yes, they were freelancers at that time. You hire them full time. You compensate them well. You take care of them, right? Because they're the ones taking care of your customers. So I was again, I've never been very tech savvy or very strong in the SEO game, right? Like as much as I know today. There's way stronger SEO consultants out there, right? But I'm a business owner now, right? Which is what I always wanted to be. So it's a little bit different because I'm working on my business and I rely on, you know, my expert staff, which are smarter at all their positions to take care of my clients and actually produce really good results, right? So growing it, understanding it, and then... Out, not just outsourcing, but making sure that they are accountable and they team lead, they take care of their staff. They are, you know, fully operational with proper processes, like learning everything from ground up taught me so much over the last seven years. What do you I mean? Was there a moment? I know you're, you're having these contracts, you're getting money coming in there, yet you were probably getting frustrated because you're failing hiring the wrong people. I mean, was there ever a moment where you wanted to shut your doors and go back to more of the corporate world? Yeah, six months in, I I was like, I'm putting 18-hour days, stressing, not knowing what the hell I was doing, but my name's on the line, right? And I was like, should I even continue? Of course. I had these doubts early days, couple first couple years. I'm like, I'm losing money. I don't even know what the hell I'm doing. Where am I going with this? But my whole desire was, and my passion was, I got to take care of my clients, my name's on the line. I got to make sure that whatever I said, I got to deliver on, right? So I had to figure it out. So that's what really motivated me and pushed me to, you know, better myself and the company and my results for all clients. What I mean, what kind of feedback were your, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you're somewhat close to your family still? Yes, of course. Okay. So what um, what kind of feedback were your, your parents giving you or your, your siblings giving you? Oh, yeah. So my my siblings were all professionals. So they're all engineers and they already had their corporate gig. I was the only one like black sheep starting my own company. Right. And um, so my mom, I mean, she always wanted me to be more stable, which is follow the footsteps of my all siblings that are older. Get a company, 
make sure you know work for a large company and they are going to take care of you right with all benefits cpp all all the re- retirement savings all that stuff i was like look i just got married i just bought a place and i either do it now or forever hold my peace right like i would never know so at that time 2013 my wife gave me full like support and i am so fortunate to have someone that um you know could have supported me uh at that time right like i couldn't have done it without her honestly what you're saying right for the first like 3 years or so you weren't profitable right yeah so was there a moment where she was kind of like hey we well, yeah, maybe i gave you support for a couple of years but now we need to kind of cut it back I, well she saw momentum right she saw my passion she saw that there is something coming out of this right um so it's not like i wasn't trying i was all trying and there was revenue it was just not going into my pocket right it was going to the staff and team and they she saw like there was good feedback from my clients good re- reputation reviews so she saw potential right and you know and that's all she needed right and that's all i needed some sort of like support so i mean I, i'm assuming that to see all this stuff the feedback that kind of stuff that was going on you had to do a little bit of selling being your background of sales how much selling was going on in that process well of course i've always been um you know doing sales all my life everyone needs to sell something right and negotiate and uh for me you know my my family my friends um my clients i'm selling all the time um but it's a lot easier to sell now that you have some exposure and you have some credibility right um with experience right but when you're starting you have a unique story which is i'm doing this it's my journey um there's a lot of good companies out there but you know we're doing it for different reasons right it's not a big vc back company we're private small family run we want to take care of our clients so we had different values right so that's what resonated with a lot of my my clients today so talking about experience with all your experience and all the the trials and any successes everything like that you've kind of gone through what kind of advice do you think you'd give to that that kid um uh, that kid right before he traveled over to to England I mean, what kind of advice do you think you give back to that kid? To be honest, I don't take anything uh back, right? Like the advice I would say is go live it. Go go experience, go ask questions, be curious, right? And live for the moment. Don't expect anything or anyone to support you. You got to just do it and learn and make mistakes and figure things out, right? Because when you have that burning desire to, you know, need to survive you'll do anything to survive right and you just got to figure it out right and so i'm i'm lucky to not have support i feel right it it drives me more to not know like not knowing where my next paycheck was going to come from right to my next meal or whatever it was like i just had to figure it out you bootstrap you go without a meal here or there so what right and you look at the bigger picture right you got to figure out like Look, if you're meant to be, you're meant to be. But if you're going to fail and give up now, it's like you're going to give up many, many times more throughout your life, right? So don't fail. <laughs> Figure it out. Fair enough, man. What so what's next? What's next for you guys? Uh so I'm actually enjoying what I'm doing right now. Like I love 
um, helping my team grow. Um, I'm more of a mentor to them, I feel. I, I do a lot of mentoring uh, for small, medium-sized business owners that are just starting off as well. And I do want to help these SMBs uh, really get more of a digital footprint, right? Like this is what I do for a living in terms of SEO. And it is a very complicated space and world, right? So me knowing what I know today, I would have done things completely different when I first started. But I'm glad I, I got to make a ton of mistakes. Um, even though it could have saved me a couple of years, <laughs> I would say, but I don't take anything back, right? Um, but learning, making mistakes, it's a part of it, right? Um, so right now I'm working on a book um, to kind of get people to learn a little bit more about SEO. And really it's all about like mentoring and making more of an impact, right? So I do want to support more of my tribe, my people, my staff, my clients, my um, business owners that are, you know, in need, that need advice, right? Like need education. Um, but they're the ones that you ne- they need to seek you out. You can't seek everyone out, right? So if they are willing to ask for support, I'm here to support them. But you can't support everyone, right? So if someone's looking to ask for support, someone's looking to basically hear about when your book comes out, maybe uh, bring you on as a, um, as a business, I mean, what's the best way of them reaching out to you? Yeah, so we do have a website, localseosearch.ca. But if you do want to connect with me on a more personal level, ask me any questions, uh, you can go find me on LinkedIn. On the team page of localseosearch.ca, you'll find my name, John Bong, and you'll find a LinkedIn um, link there. I have to to finish it off. I know people right now, they're not uh, seeing this. They're only hearing this. Um, But yeah, John, his picture in the background is Toronto. I appreciate that's Kawhi, right? Shot that in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was all I could see was LeBron with his Cavs jersey on. I was like, man, what the heck is that? And then I saw the shot and I was like, oh, okay, it has to be okay. He's in Toronto. All right, <laughs> it has to be basically that. I mean, the only claim to fame that we have, I have behind me, is basically the Padres yeah, with the, Padres. the World Series. I never yeah. won it. So uh, yeah, I, you- I'm a big Raptors fan. I've been um, so. I, I grew up loving basketball, and when I first got my job in Toronto, so 15 years ago, my number one thing was be a season ticket holder. I went to games, and since then, 15 years of going to a lot of games over the years. Last year was epic, mind-blowing, and it was like you just had to enjoy the moment, right? And that's what I take in terms of life. You, you know it's a long journey. You, you need to give it all. You work hard, you play hard, you got to enjoy whatever you have. And that's what I'm all about here. Well, thank you for being on the Road to Growth podcast. Hopefully, you listeners got some information. Uh, reach reach out. I mean, if you're looking for some SEO, uh, I mean, first, know what SEO is. And then once you know what SEO is, then reach out. Uh, thank you again for being on the Road to Growth. Thanks a lot, Vinny. Had a lot of fun. Thank you for listening to The Road to Growth, Success of an Entrepreneur. Please like, subscribe, and stay connected. Visit www.TheEnriquezGroup.com. Yeah, I created a website. Hope to see you again next week. The Enriquez Group, signing off.